Hebrews chapter 11, verse 32. And what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah, also of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to fight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead raised to life again. I'm going to stop right here. We're going to go back to verse 32. And what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah, also of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight, the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again. The Spirit of the Lord wants me to read this the third time, so we're going to read one more time. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 32 onwards. And what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak, and Samson and Jephthah, also of David, and Samuel the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again. Praise be to God. Shall we pray? Please pray this after me. Lord, open my eyes to see your truth. Lord, open my ears to hear your truth. Lord, open my mind to receive your truth. Open my heart to keep your truth. Let me be a doer of your word and not a hearer only. Let me bring forth much fruit to the praise and glory of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Speak, Lord. I will listen and obey. In Jesus' name. I pray. Amen. Now, when you look at Hebrews chapter 11, and when you read from verse 32, you see a bunch of people here. In addition to what we read above, we see here Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah. You see how these men of God who faced enemies, who faced threats, who faced life and death situation. Some were common people 
who became warriors. The others were prophets of God who also waged war in the kingdom of God. They all had one thing in common. What was common when you look at their lives, when you look at each and every single person, by the way, I would highly encourage you to take verse 32 and take every character that is written here, Bible character, Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel. We have other prophets there. That's why it says and the prophets, but it suffice for now verse to read and meditate on the life of these Bible characters, heroes of faith. When you look at their lives, you see all these saints of God, men of God, were brought to a place where they realized that they can't do it on their own. They were put in a place where they understood that they needed more. And they had one thing in common. One thing that was common to all of these men of God was their faith in the Almighty God and their walk with God. So I cannot say I have faith in the Almighty God and not walk with God. You know, you look at a lot of people, they say, I have faith. I have faith. I'm a person who has a lot of faith. What it means, think about it. They don't even know what it really means. They think they have something, but they really don't. So just because someone says, I have a lot of faith, yeah, I believe in God, means nothing. Because when the trial comes, when the fire comes and tests a person, that's when you know what they really have. And if their house is not built on the solid rock, the Lord Jesus Christ, which is the word of God, which means if they have not been living their lives in obedience to the word of God, then they are bound to crash. And you know what? What they said they had will be shown as they didn't have it. So if they said that I have faith during this time, what is going to be exposed? Lack of faith because their foundation was not on the rock, the Lord Jesus Christ, which is they were not living their lives in obedience to the word of God. So, If you look at these men of God, you see Samson, you see Barak, you see Gideon, you see David, you see Jephthah, you see Samuel. All of them had one thing in common. They were called of God, consecrated for God, and as long as they were consecrated and they lived a life of obedience to God, God was with them, and God brought them the victory every single time. If you look at all of them, they all faced opposition. Without opposition, there's no victory. So if you see Gideon's life, Gideon was a timid person. Gideon was not someone who was a born warrior. Gideon was not someone who said, well, I can accomplish this. No. It was the moment where he knew who he was. He knew his frailty. He knew what his capacity was. God's strength replaced his weakness. There's a supernatural exchange that is taking place where the power of God devoured his weakness and turned him into another man. God is speaking to your hearts today. You need to live a life 
that is pleasing to God. You need to live a life that is in obedience to God. You know why? If you want to become another man, another woman, which is a man after God's heart, a woman after God's heart, which equals power-filled life, powerful life, the life of Christ, then you need to have the divine exchange taking place. When? When you are in that tight situation, a life of faith, which is a life of obedience. Always remember, life of faith equals a life of obedience. Write this down. You know, I've said this several times before through the Holy Spirit. I will say it again as the Spirit of the Lord wants me to. True faith will obey. Faith equals obedience. If you really, really believe in God, then we will produce fruit unto repentance. Our life will have the fruit that will come out, which is the fruit unto repentance. That means whatever your tree is, if it's an apple tree, it's going to produce apple. If it's grapes, it's going to produce, you know, grapes. So whatever you're made up of on the inside, the fruit is going to come out on the outside. It's never going to be, oh, I'm a righteous person. Oh, I know God. I fear God. I love God and all those things. And you can't be going around cursing, smoking, drinking, and doing drugs, and womanizing, and lying, and all kinds of stuff. So, If your tree is good, that means if you are a genuine Christian, it's not like plastic that's painted with gold. Understand, when the fire comes, plastic will melt, but real gold will not. It'll only shine forth brighter. Barak, Gideon, Jephthah, all had their foundation as God. God became their foundation. The word of God became their foundation. They were people who walked with God. So when they prayed, when they talked to God, God heard them. They were people who made covenants with God. They said, Lord, if you do this for me, I will do this for you. Not just like bargaining stuff. No, they had a relationship with God. They knew when I talk to God, he'll hear me. So when I tell this, he will hear me and he will answer me. And these were people who heard from God, God spoke. It's not like, I think God is telling me, I feel God is, no, no, no. They knew when God spoke. These were men of God who walked with God. And every time they spoke, God spoke with them. So it was an exchange in communication, exchange in power. That means their weakness were given to God and God's strength came in, took over them. What was in common? Faith. What did they do with that faith? What did they do with that faith? Now, they received something from God. Once I receive something from God, I have to do something with it. When they receive something from God, I have to do something with it. So, we know Samson received something from God. Tremendous anointing of God. Barak received something from God through Deborah, the prophetess. She led the battle. And Barak went with her because he believed in the word of God that came through the prophetess. That's what Barak's name is here. So he received the power of God that came through the word of God that came through the prophetess. Because of that, he did something with what he got. He went to war. Gideon also. Once he heard from God, once he received from God, he did something about it. He went to war. We need to fight the good fight of faith against the kingdom of darkness. We need to be on our knees before God as God has spoken to us. This is a month where we need to wrestle with God so that God can fight our battles. 
They received something extraordinary from God. I'm going to continue reading. Let's just go to verse 33. Who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained the promises. I want to stop right here before continuing as the Holy Spirit wants me to. What did they do through faith? The faith that they received from God. Something supernatural they received from God by being in the presence of God. The faith that they received from God, they put to use. What did they do? They subdued kingdoms. What do you think over here? How did this happen? Yes, humanly, they conquered places and they conquered territories. But there's something that happened beyond what their eyes were able to see. Because the prince of the air was over different territories. Before they could physically conquer a physical territory, spiritually they have to take over the prince of the air of the territory. God is speaking to our hearts today. If you don't see supernatural activity taking place in any situation, whether it's a marriage, whether it's in regards to children, whether it's at your workplace, whether it's in your body, whatever it is, you'll just go by, oh, this is happening to me because, you know, I probably left. This is happening because he said the vegan. You totally miss out on the forces of darkness that are at work. If you miss that out, you're not going to subdue the situation that is against you. The only way you can subdue the situation that is against you, the only way that you can really overcome, overpower that which is against you is by overpowering the forces of darkness that are at work, that that is actually working actively in people's bodies or actively in people's minds, actively in in workplaces or in financial situation or wherever. Demons are actively working. But how can you subdue them? When you have faith in God, when you have faith in God, when you have faith in God and you go to Him, He take care, He takes care of that which matters to us. By faith, they subdued the kingdoms. How? By first and foremost subduing the prince of the air that are over those kingdoms and those territories. There's a demonic spirit that is responsible for everything. Even in sickness, even in loss, there are different demons that are at work causing different things to happen. If we don't see the spiritual side of it, we're not going to overcome. The people of God here overcame, subdued kingdoms. They subdued kingdoms. How? By faith. And then what else did they do? They worked righteousness. The same way they subdued kingdoms, they also worked righteousness. And what was useful in that? What was the main component of them becoming workers of righteousness? What was it? Faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So with faith, because their faith was in God, there's something that is taking place on the inside, which is the divine power of God that causes them to overpower the forces of darkness, overpower the prince of the air, and also empowers them to work righteousness. How can you work righteousness? How can you do the works of righteousness without overpowering the works of unrighteousness? It's a war there. 
You have the power of God that comes from Christ when you walk with Him. When you walk in obedience to the Word of God, when you spend time in His presence. So you subdue kingdoms in the natural realm, you take over that which is against you. By taking over that which actually is activating that which is against you in the physical realm. And in your body, you take over that which is being activated by the enemy in the supernatural realm. And you take dominion over that by having faith in God and by doing what these people did. What did they do? They did the works of God. So in order to subdue kingdoms, in order to be workers of righteousness, you need to exercise your faith. You need to receive God's faith. It's not just your faith. We all have initial faith that's been given by God. That's been given by God to gift. Faith is given by God to believe what Jesus did on the cross. But you know, there's a lot more to faith. We grow in faith. And when you grow in faith, you grow in the nature of the Lord Jesus Christ. Our faith is in God and our faith is from God. So when you grow in your faith, you're growing in God. God kind of faith and you're growing in God. The nature of God is growing inside of you. With that faith, with God's faith given to you by walking with God, now you subdue that which is against you. Understand, that's how much power you can have from God. That's how much power you can exercise. If you walk in obedience to the will of God and live your life according to the word of God. They subdued kingdoms. They subdued the princes of the forces of darkness that were at work moving the kingdoms to come against God's people. They overpowered the demonic realm. They overpowered the natural realm. And they lived a righteous life by how? Bringing unrighteousness under control. Faith. By faith. Then it says, they obtained promises. How do they receive promises? By faith. So, in order to receive things from God, you need faith. In order to destroy the works of darkness, you need faith. This is why Satan will be so proactive in trying to quench your faith. The fiery darts are coming against what? The faith of a believer. And the Bible says some have shipwrecked their faith. That faith is so important because the faith is the main component that causes us to overcome. And only those who overcome will enter in. In order to live a righteous life, you need to have faith. In order to subdue darkness, you need to have faith. In order to receive promises from God, you need to have faith. Faith is so important. How can you receive that faith? Okay, it's nice to hear. I need to have faith. I need to have more faith. How can you receive that faith? By abiding in Him and Christ abiding in you. By living according to the Word of God. As you live according to the Word of God, what will happen is, the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead, the same Spirit of God will work in you. And as He works in you, He gives you the power. The Bible says, they that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. It's not they might. They shall. It's a definite given thing. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not grow faint. 
For God gives power to the faint. So, as we go into the presence of God, walk with Him, spend time with Him, and obey His word, be in His presence, there's this faith that comes inside a believer. Walking with God, walking in righteousness, and obedience to what God has given to us. Hearing the word of God and doing it is very important. If I don't give my ears to the word of God, then I'm not going to be able to do what God has called me to do. May God help us to understand what the Spirit of the Lord is speaking. This is very deep. This is very deep. And I pray that the Spirit of the Lord will open your eyes of understanding to see what the Holy Spirit is speaking, to lay hold of that which God has for you at this hour. In order to overcome the forces of darkness, you need to have faith. When the enemy comes and he says, ooh, like this, and then you go and get so scared, you have to work on your faith. That means you have to give yourself more to the word of God. If you look at the enemy and you're not resisting, or you resist a little bit, and then you say, oh, well, I'm tired, I'm sick and tired of resisting, and I'm getting so tired of fighting, and I don't know what to do, and that means your reserve is low. Your reserve is low. A car can run as long as it has gasoline in the tank. When the gasoline starts going down and it goes closer to empty and it becomes empty, it no longer runs. There's nothing wrong with a car. It just needs gas. You need to have the word of God stored in your heart. It's not just, oh, I know over here. It has to be over here. That means make effort to take the word of God into your heart. Meditate on the word of God as to who God is and what God can do in your life. What God did for Gideon, God can do for you. What God did for Barak and Deborah, God can do for you. What God did for Samuel, God can do for you. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His miracles, they have not changed. God multiplied food in the Old Testament through Elisha, and God did the same larger quantities through Jesus Christ. God used the prophets to raise the dead. God used Jesus to raise the dead. He is the same in the Old Testament and the New Testament. God used Peter to raise the dead. Peter's shadow, people got healed. Paul's handkerchief, people got healed. All those who touched the hem of the garment of Jesus, they got healed. Nothing different, is the same thing. Paul's handkerchief and the garment of Jesus, same, same thing. We have to understand that we serve and worship a living God who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He has not changed. We have to think about ourselves. Where are we in our walk with the Lord? Is our God the same? Is he alive? Is his power still the same? Where are you in your walk with God? Ask yourself that question. We should not be people who easily give up. The Bible says, don't be one of those who draw back. Be people, no matter what the enemy does, no matter how fiercely he may appear. You need to understand that greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord says in his word that he will come and lift up a standard against the enemy. Where is your faith? Where is your faith? Gideon had to go to war. Barak had to go to war. Jephthah had to go to war. Samuel had to cut Agag to pieces. These are men of faith who did what God told them to do. They did not shrink back. They believed in the awesomeness of the Almighty God, and though few in number, they went against the enemy who looked large. 
They continued. God is asking you this question today, are you going to continue? No matter what happens, no matter how it may appear in front of you, are you going to continue? Are you going to continue? Until you see it come to pass. Whatever it is, whatever you may be facing in your personal life, whatever you may be facing in your family life, whatever you may be facing at your workplace, whatever you may be facing in wherever, are you going to continue believing in the faithfulness of the Almighty God and walk in obedience to His Word? I can't just say that I'm believing God and not walk in obedience to the word of God. Make sure that you line up your life with the word of God in every area of your life. I want to repeat that. Make sure you line up your life with the word of God in every area of your life. That means wherever, whatever you're doing, it has to fall in line with God's word. Not just in one place, but in every area of your life to make sure that it falls in line with God's plan. It has to. If it doesn't fall in line with God's plan, then it's not going to work out. That's why God's word says, before the glory comes, he says, oh, straighten the crooked path. Whatever is crooked, straighten it. Then God is going to come and show forth his glory. We have to mend our ways. We need to change what we need to change. It's very important. Whatever you may be facing in your personal life, make sure your life is aligned with the word of God. Now, these men of God, servants of God, men of faith, God found worthy to place them in a separate chapter in Hebrews 11, in addition to their names all over in the Bible. God put them there so that you can see, you can get strengthened by this word of God. See, when you read this, you know what happens? It's not just you're reading, it's not like reading a book and saying, that. well, I'm reading, I'm getting motivated by this. No. When you read the word of God, something supernatural takes place in your soul. When you read the word of God, something happens divinely because it's a divine book. God's word is divine. When you read the divine words of God, the word of God goes into you and it imparts faith. That's something lasting. It's not a emotional, temporary high, but it's a lasting impartation that comes from the word of God. So, these men of God, I'm going to finish in a few minutes. Through faith, they subdued the enemies, kingdoms, before the natural kingdom was brought down in the supernatural realm. The prince of the power of the air that was holding those kingdoms, working through them against the people of God, were brought in subjection to these men of God. Then, the natural realm also bowed down to them. Through faith, they worked righteousness. Without working righteousness, don't expect anything supernatural to take place. This is very important. We have to be people of God's word. Only if we live our lives according to God's word, then God's word will work in our lives. Write this down. The spirit of the Lord is giving this. Write this down. Only if you live your life in accordance to God's word, only if you live your life in accordance So the word of God, only if you live your life in alignment with the word of God, will God's word work in your life. You live your life according to the word of God, then God's word will work in your life according to whatever he has said. It'll happen. It's very important. So the first thing every believer needs to make sure that they're doing and continue to work on is living their life according to God's word. Then you know. He will work in my life. 
So as you live your life according to God's word, God will impart his faith into you. They obtained promises. How can you obtain promise if you're not walking with him? So it's important. Everything comes down to the foundational thing, which is living our lives according to the word of God, walking in obedience to him. When you live your life according to the word of God, then the word of God will work wonders in your life. So, they subdued kingdoms, they worked righteousness, and they obtained the promises from God because they were walking with God. Quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword. I want to stop right here. Quenched the violence of fire. See, the Bible never says for God's people there's going to be no fire. No. How did the fire come? This is a violent fire. It's a very threatening fire. Powerful, strong fire. But God's people, unlike the people of the world, see, the people of the world, when they see that, they'll panic. They'll have anxiety, they'll have fear, they'll scream. Some can kill themselves, some can die, some can run and hide. And But it's very different when it comes to the people of God because they have the strength that comes from God. God never says fire will not come, but when the fire comes, what do they do? They have the power to quench that fire. Hallelujah. Through the power of God, through God's faith, God's faith working. Just like how Jesus stood up in the midst of the storm and he said, peace be still. He had power over the storm. God's people have power over the circumstances if they are walking with God. Because when they're walking with God, they're drawing the power of God into themselves. Isn't that beautiful? Very powerful. You become a powerhouse when you are with the Jesus when you're next to the fire, you're going to feel warm, warm, very, very warm. If you're next to a heater, you're going to feel very warm very soon. If you're walking with God, His power will penetrate into you. And through His power, you can subdue whatever is against you. Through His power, you can quench the fiery darts of the enemy by faith. That's why God says, use the shield of faith. It's part of the armor of God. Very powerful. Very powerful. They stopped the mouths of the lions. Stopped the mouths of the lions. We know Daniel did that. Documented in the Bible. How did he do that? How can a human being walk into the lion's den and stop the mouths of the lions? By faith. Because he was a man who prayed three times a day. That's what the secret is. Because he was a man who lived according to God's word. See, he was not just a ritualistic man who just prayed three times a day and then he was fooling around. No. Someone can be a very religious person, but have no practical work with God. That's dead religion. It's not going to take them anywhere. It'll take them to hell for sure. But in Daniel's case, he prayed three times a day. He had a living relationship with God. And the people who worked with him were not able to find any fault with him. You see that? He was a man who had power with God, who was a man full of the power of God. He not only subdued kingdoms and kings, he subdued everything that was against him. It includes unrighteousness and he lived a righteous life. Because Daniel lived the righteous life, he had the power of God in him. 
Because he walked with God, really. He had the power of God in him to live a righteous life. Because he lived a righteous life, he had the power of God in him to stop the mouths of the lions. Lions can do anything. Wow. This is scientifically, logically, impractical. It doesn't happen anywhere. You throw a person in the lion's den, they're gone in seconds. Divine power. Supernatural power. Real power. These are real things that happened. And these real things happen even today in the lives of those who have a real relationship with God. The question I want to challenge you today through the Spirit of God. You want to see God manifest His power in your life? No, for sure. You'll be thrown into the lion's den. You want to see the lion's mouth stop? Then you have to go into the lion's den. Don't ask at that point, oh Lord, why am I going to the lion's den? Oh Lord, I wish I never... No. If you're really taking a stand for God, you will have enemies. If you're really walking with God, you have your enemy. No, for sure. But you also know that you have the power of all power standing right next to you. Who crushed that enemy to pieces. And that's where you have a testimony. You rise up saying that my God helped me to stop the mouths of the lions through his faith working in me. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live not I, but Christ that lives in me. Now, the life that I live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Whatever I have is from him. My faith is from him. My walk with the Lord is from him. My worship to him is from him. Whatever I have is from him, and I owe it all to Jesus. With all the fiery dots of the enemy and quenching everything. And finally, when we get to heaven, when we see Jesus, we owe it all to him. You know why? It's because of his faith and because of his power, we were able to fight. It's because of his faith and because of his power, we overcame and we were able to subdue that which was against us and against the kingdom of God. And you know why he gives us a crown? Even though it's all from him? Because we did it. Because we took what God gave and we put it to use. It is so important. Everything that God gives to us, we need to be the stewards who take what is given to us and put it to use. Two talents were given. One talent was given. Five talents were given. The master came back to see what was done with what was given. With the faith that has been given to us, it's so important for us to go into the presence of God again and again and again and receive the power of God, receive the strength of God. Increase and grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ so that your faith can increase so that you can subdue kingdoms, so that you can stop the mouth of the lions. Where? Not standing outside in a, in a zoo, just going there. Well, I'm a child of God. I'm going to go to the Bronx Zoo and I'm going to look at all the lions. And from here, I'm going to say, close your mouth and I'm going to say, close your mouth. And no, 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 no. If you want to see the power of God, God will throw you into the lion's den. That's where you see the lions up close. That's where you see the power of God come and shut the mouths of the lions through you. That's where God shows his power there. It takes you from there to the next level, spiritually and geographically.
where the territory that God has given expands as a push, divine push that comes, which pushes the powers of darkness because you did what he told you to do. What did Daniel do? He held on to his integrity and he said, even if they tell me that I should not pray, I will pray. Period. He held on to his integrity. He was not afraid of the lions. He was not afraid of the lions. And he was not afraid of the king. Well, he didn't even think, well, this king was so close to me. And how come this king didn't ask, ask me? How come he didn't sign this? And he was not thinking in human terms. You know, a lot of times people, when something happens, they think, why did he do this? Why did she do this? And how can they talk? And they totally forget about the spiritual side. Daniel was not concerned with that at all. Because he was a spiritual man, spirit-filled man, a prophet of God. So when things happened in Babylon... And he was going to be thrown into the lion's den when the edict came. And he knew that, well, I'm definitely going to go into the lion's den because I'm not going to deny God. I'm not, I can't be without talking to my God and he's my life. I cannot. So there's no compromise in that. He was not wasting his time with politics. He was not wasting his time. Why this is not happening? Why that's not happening? There are a lot of people who sit and waste time with politics. Oh, why this is late? This political climate is here. You know, political climate in the U.S. is here. You know, Africa is here and India is here. Who cares? Don't waste your time in politics. Be a person who invests every second in the kingdom of God. If you learn how to subdue the forces of darkness, you'll be a person who will advance in the earthly realm for Christ the Lord. But if you don't know that, and if you're involved in other things here, you're going to be a failure, big failure, big time. Because we don't wrestle with flesh and blood. We wrestle with the Forces of darkness, principalities and wicked rulers in high places. If you know how to wage your battle in the supernatural realm, then know for sure, victory is all the time for God's people. I want to finish with this. Let's just go here. Let's read verse 34. Quench the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Now you look at it, they escaped the edge of the sword. Look at that. That means these people of God were put in a place where the sword was so close to them. If it was someone else other than the people of God, they would have been killed. But these people, they escaped death when it came so close to them. That means death didn't have power over them. Praise God. Through faith, they escaped the edge of the sword. You see, David, when he was in the palace, when he was called to play music, to bring the presence of God before Saul, when Saul threw that javelin, he just escaped. How did that happen? How did he escape just like that? Because he was there to serve God, and by faith he went there, even though he knew that Saul was against him. By faith he escaped. By faith, David escaped. And there were many people in the Bible who escaped the edge of the sword, by faith. If we have faith in God, there will be no untimely death. When we have faith in God, no one can touch our lives. We will have power over the sword. 
not the sword over us. We will have power over the sword. Yeah, it'll appear as if the sword is too close. It can appear as if it's going to take you, but it cannot take you if you have faith in God Almighty. That's how powerful our faith in God is and can do wonders in our lives. So these are things that will happen. Challenges will come. Fiery trials will come. Coming close to the edge of the sword will be there. But does it mean that we'll be devoured? No. The just shall not die by faith, live by faith. The just shall live by faith. It's two things that are very important. First, you have to be just. Secondly, you need to have faith. You cannot be just without faith, and you cannot say have faith without being a just person. The just shall live by faith. Out of weakness were made strong. How are these people? Humanly weak people. Humanly insufficient, you can say. Not, not sin. This weakness is not sin. This is talking about weak people. If you look at Deborah, Deborah, she's a woman. And the Bible actually calls women as weaker vessels. You know, physically they are. Physical makeup is, you know, they're physically weaker than men. You know, that's a fact. That's a fact. A man can lift much more than a woman can. But through that weaker vessel, so to speak, the power of God came. She was a prophetess and she led the entire nation to war. Who? A weaker vessel. But her weakness was taken over by the power of God Almighty. If you look at Gideon, Gideon was so scared. He was a weak person. But he came because God saw faith in him. And God said, when I call you to do something, I know you will do it. God saw obedience in him. Real faith will obey. So you look at the people with their weaknesses. When they say weaknesses again, it's not presumptuous sin. It's just a human weakness. Their bodies. He took those people like David. You stand him next to Goliath. Oh my goodness. He's no match to Goliath. But the power of God went into that tiny body. Brought the giant down in seconds. Do you know what? He had to go and stand one-on-one before that giant. And the giant threatened him. He said, look what I'm going to do. I'm going to cut your head off and I'm going to throw you to the beast. And all kinds of things he said. He had to hear all those horrible, taunting words. He decided still, I'm going to go because he was a man of faith. That's why David's name is here. He said, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. My God is with me. I'm going to go. May God help us to be people of faith. Grow in that faith that God has. Don't look at the enemy and say, oh, the enemy, the enemy, the enemy, the enemy. For some people, the enemy has become their song. No. God has to be your song. Focus on God. Focus on God. Focus on God. All the time, focus on God. No matter what happens, focus on God. No matter how difficult it may appear, focus on God. Focus on what God has spoken. Focus on what God has spoken. It's so important to focus on what God has spoken. Don't give attention to the enemy, the voice of the enemy. Because you know who your God is. You know who your God is. He's a God who speaks. He's a God who's so alive. He's living with you. He's there all the time. 
Every time, like as though we cried out, cried out to him many times. And every time we cried out, we saw God just instantly, instantly change things, instantly shut things down. God is so faithful. We get to that agonizing point. And as we agonize in prayer, we just see the shift taking place. Why? Because it's a war. It's a war. It's not just you're just wearing some costume, soldier costume, and having some cardboard swords and saying that I am a warrior. No. We are in war. We don't wrestle with flesh and blood, but with principalities and powers. It is a war. The more fiercely you fight, the more fiercely the opponent gets. That's when it intensifies. And when you hold on to your integrity, and what the Lord helped me to do is to recount God's faithfulness and bring before me what God has spoken that God is going to do. And I said, Lord, you're going to do this. 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 You said, and I believe in your word. I believe what you've said. I believe every word that you've spoken. I believe every prophecy that you've spoken. Everything that you've spoken through me, I believe 100%. Yes, we are seeing what we're seeing. It is very painful and heart-wrenching, but I believe what you've spoken. Despite what I'm seeing, I believe what you've spoken. Now hear me. This is what you told me, so Lord, do this. Once God hears, this is what you told me, do this. He does it. He does it. God does it. He's so faithful. It's an encouragement to each one of you today. Because that's the truth. Every time God does something, there's a shift that takes place. It is so important for God's people to have faith and pray. We need to be people of prayer. Not go by sight, but walk by faith. Knowing that I'm praying here, even though I may be miles apart, or even though I'm not in pastor's house, even though I'm somewhere else, once I hear it, or once I know I have to pray, once I know through the night I have to pray, this is what is happening, through the day I have to pray, whatever it is, you're praying in faith that while I'm praying, God is dismantling the force of darkness, that while I'm praying, everything is being stopped. That faith is very important when you pray, not like a fatalistic failure prayer. But understanding while I'm praying, God is working there. While I'm praying, God is moving on my behalf. That's how the mouths of the lions were stopped. Because we have faith in God. While we pray, we know He's hearing. He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. I'm diligently seeking Him for this. And He is answering that faith is very important. While we pray with faith, a shift happens. Something takes place. Bless me the Lord. Last thing, we'll just go here. The weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle. The weakness were made strong and they became valiant in battle. Weak people like Gideon became very valiant in battle, became a commander. A weaker vessel like Deborah became a leader and a warrior. Samuel was a prophet, not someone who would go and fight and cut the enemy to pieces. But something happened inside of him. The power of God came inside of him. He became a valiant warrior. What God wants you to do, God will enable you to do. He will empower you to do. God is my strength and my power. He makes my way perfect. He makes my feet like hinds feet. And he sets me upon the high places. He trains my hands for battle and my fingers for war. 
so that my hand can break or bend a bow of steel. Can you imagine that? Try. Can your hands bend a bow? A strong steel bow can bend. Very strong one. Can break it into pieces. Can you grind mountain to powder? God says, God will do that through you. God will do the three. We may be so small and tiny or weak looking man or woman, doesn't matter. When you have the power that created the world living inside of you, and he says, you walk with me, see what I will do in and through you. And make a commitment today saying that, Lord, whether it's night or day, I'm going to walk with you night and day. Whatever you say, I will do, Lord. Make me that person like that. In Hebrews 11, I want to be someone who stops the mouth of the lion. We're all going to face different things. We all face different things. Then we can try to challenge us or scare us. Or we need to not be afraid of the lions. We need to have a faith that will shut the mouth of the lions. We need not, we should not be afraid of going into the lions then or into the furnace. We need to be people who have the power of God. And no matter where I go, no matter how or what situation I go through. Yes. Painful. But the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me is inside of me. Hallelujah. Shall we close our eyes and look to the Lord?